Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Monday, July 30th, and this is Red Sox Beat Podcast here on the CLNS Media Network, and my name is Jared Scally. Welcome to the program, everyone. Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox on Twitter. The coverage is at Red Sox CLNS, Facebook Red Sox Beat Podcast. And of course, of course, please do it. Rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. Smash that subscribe button just about as hard as the Red Sox are smashing the baseball right now. Red Sox first place by five and a half games, taking three out of four from the Twins. My name is Jared Scally. Again, welcome into the program. Uh, Alone this week, no guests, no Jess. I'm in the abyss. It's going to be 25-ish, 30 minutes of me yakking about what I want to talk about in the Boston Red Sox. So sit back, relax, grab a bag of popcorn if you wish, and, and let's dive into this team because Red Sox are five and a half games. Up on the Yankees, uh, had a game postponed. They'll make that game up on August 11th, doubleheader against the Orioles. The players chose that. Don't know why, but I digress there. The biggest thing this week in, t- in the Red Sox topics have been, what do they need to add? They're, some people still think this team isn't good enough as constituted, myself included. They need some help. Devers goes to DL this week. That's, that's a big hit, right? And let's start there because when you talk about Rafael Devers, you talk about the guy who is your starting third baseman. And now it's a 10-day situation. Um, They're hoping that he can come back from this um, in 10 days. Not a problem, but if he's not, you got to question the depth of this team because you had Blake Swihart playing third base, who is your your second catcher on the the roster as of right now. Remember that, too, because you look back and realize that Christian Vasquez is not back from his injury yet, and you don't know when that's going to happen. So... Rafael Devers has been big when he's been on the field, but now that he's on the DL, um, which what they're calling a left hamstring string, Zue uh, Lin is coming back up from AAA, the ultimate 4A player in my eyes, but one of those things is now you have to question the depth of this team at that position. Third base, infield help, whatever you want to call it, this team is weak when it comes to being deep in those certain situations. So we're going to start deadline talk, and I'm doing this because... Jess isn't here, and it's a beautiful time to be able to do it. You look at what this team needs. Last week, Jess and I sat here and said, hey, what are we going to do? I thought reliever. He thought starter. As of right now, he's right, right? God, they bring in Evaldi from, uh, Nathan Evaldi from the Rays for uh, Beak straight up. Beak sucked in his Rays debut, and today Nathan Evaldi threw seven shutout innings, which we'll talk about in a second. But they bring him in. Jess, he's right. Gets a starter. I'm not wrong yet. I have a couple days here. Uh, if you're listening to this week pre-deadline, as the deadline is July 31st, what do they do? 
do they need a reliever now? Do they not need a reliever? Do they need some help in the infield? That could also be an option because Devers is out. You don't obviously. I don't think you're getting Pedroia back, and now you have to. You're, you're very thin at that position as well. I think maybe you go look for a second baseman. Um, I, I think I've actually been swayed to the camp where you might not need a reliever as much as you might need some infield depth and a position player who can slot into this offense and try and you can trust. Because I, I think Tyler Thornburg, guys, has been something that people wanted him to be. He in his last ten innings, he hasn't given up a run. I believe the number is and. He's looked really good, and he's starting to come back into form. Looks like himself. I can pull some stats up here for you as I talk here. But it's one of those things now where Dave Dombrowski's earning his quote-unquote paycheck. You have a couple days here to decide, and now that Devers is going to the disabled list, he really has to figure out, okay, now i got to know what's a priority. Do I plan for Devers to be fine and then go for a reliever, or do I go and look at you know, Tyler Thornburg's situation being back here um, having thrown about seven innings or so giving up five runs in those seven innings a home run but looked as better as of late so do you go off those numbers and think you're not going to be able to trust him or do you go off of the what we've seen lately Tyler Thornburg being dominant and my eyes could be an eighth inning guy for you and not get the relief help and go and try to find somebody to play second base or to play third base or try to find that guy externally there I think you need both. I do. Like, if obviously, best of both worlds here. And if I could just kind of wave the magic wand, I think you need both. I think you need to prioritize um, the infield depth a little bit here. I think you need to really take a zip back if you're Dombrowski and go, okay, do we know Devers is fine? And now, if, if, if you really do think he's fine, if you think that in 10 days he's going to be fine, you can bring him back and he's good to go, then you do, you go after a reliever because the bullpen, I, don't, I still don't trust. Joe Kelly's been garbage. Uh, Matt, Matt Barnes is having an okay year. And then, of course, they decide to send Brandon Workman down when, um, they, when they need to option a guy back. And then that's one of the few guys that I actually trust in the bullpen. And now Brandon Workman, of course, was pissed off about this. And it's one of those things where, what are you doing? So maybe the answer is Brandon Workman. Because look, guys, Brandon Workman has also been fantastic. He, he's come in here and, and pitched really well. And the problem is that they optioned him when they made room for Nathan Nivaldi, who obviously is going to be on the roster. They just traded for him and made his first start. So, But Brandon Workman has been great. He's been pretty good. Pitched 18 innings so far in this season, only given up six runs over that time. In his last um, couple outings, he's been phenomenal. So... He's pitching well. He, has, he sees no reason why he has to go down. Now, out of everyone left, you know, you have to kind of sit back if you're the if you're workman for one, but if you're the Red Sox and go, okay, who do we have left that has an option? Who can we send back down? That's the contrary to my belief of what I think. I'm pissed off for workman because he's earned the spot. I, you don't be surprised if he's up here for September call-ups. He'll probably be back up sooner. And, guys, don't be surprised if Brandon Workman is one of those main cogs come playoff time that – this team needs to really move forward and have success with. So it turns into one of those things where this this team needs to figure out what they need. Uh, if you're looking for bullpen help, then you need to find somebody like you did last year with Addison Reed, where it was for the cheap, and you can bring somebody here. I know uh, Brad Ziegler, who was with the, I believe he's with the Marlins or the Diamond. I don't know. Ziegler's on the block, apparently. And Ziegler, and there, if you don't, if you think the name sounds familiar, it's the guy who the Red Sox had before. So he is definitely a guy who knows he can pitch here. He's currently with the Marlins. So he's one of those things where he's going to be moved at some point. 
Um, Astros are involved. I think the Diamondbacks are involved where he was before. Uh, Red Sox are interested. So maybe Ziegler reunion works for this Red Sox team for to get to a Marlins team who's really selling, obviously. And we can maybe kind of swing a deal there. That's something I'd be okay with because then you look at the case of Brad Ziegler and he's been dominant, absolutely dominant. So maybe he's an answer. And then you have Thornburg. You have War- Ziegler who can pitch seventh inning. So you go Ziegler, Thornburg. Craig Kimbrell, and then Workman comes back up later in the year, and then maybe that solves your problems. If you don't do Ziegler, maybe you go position player and then let Thornburg, Workman, maybe you hope Joe Kelly struggles out. This is, this is the complications of what the deadline is going to do for this team. I sit here and look at what's going on with the Red Sox right now. If Devers is fine, you get the reliever if you believe he's going to be fine, and if you don't know, you go, you you back up the infield depth because right now you don't have much. You, what is Brandon Phillips? He just got hurt in the minors, so you don't even know if he's going to be able to come up and help you. Um, you don't have many options there below you as well. Um, so I, I think for overall, if you really need someone, if Devers is going to be out long term, you need someone to play the infield. If you don't think he's going to be out long term, then you go back to my original thought of you need to get a reliever. This Red Sox team better do something. That's all I got to say. If they stand back with the way they are then that's a big mistake. This team is the best team in baseball. Obviously, I don't put an asterisk next to it, but just remember that the, the league is crap. But they are the best team in baseball, and, and they've earned that right. They're beating up on teams of like the Yankees, right, that they're supposed to beat up on. So I, I don't sit here and like begrudge them like some people do in this town where, oh, well, you put an asterisk next to it because you're playing bad competition. Everyone's playing that same bad competition. So it, you, you have a five-and-a-half game up lead on the Yankees. Those guys are playing half pretty much the same competition you are, and they can't get it done. So you dealt the hand you're dealt. You beat them as much as you can, and they've done that. So Red Sox have earned that team. And, I, and honestly, I, guys, I think the division's over because of the way the Red Sox have been playing. I don't think this team – I mean, it's going to get a little closer, but Red Sox have a Yankee series coming up this week. Four games. Well, okay, if they go split, if they go three out of four, if they win these games, this division's over, guys. I don't think this is going to be a problem. It's just a matter of can you beat the Yankees in the playoffs? Can you beat these teams in the playoffs? And you need pitching depth. You need bullpen help. You need second base, whatever may be depth, depending on the Devers situation. All I know is Devers is on the DL. You have to figure that out. Who knows what's going to happen? That means you don't have him for this four-game Yankees set, which is huge, guys. It's after the deadline, and... Now you don't know what's going to happen. You need your, one of your better hitters to play in that Yankee series, and you don't have them. So now you have to worry about what's going on in that situation as well. So I, I look at this Devers to the DL situation as a very complicated mess for Dave Dombrowski to really maneuver through and try to figure out as best he can what is going on with his team. And so we flip the page here to... You know, Rafael Devers being on the 10-day list. Let's talk about what they've already done. Scott Pierce, phenomenal pickup for this team. And now let's talk about Nathan Nivaldi. Um, You swat up Jalen Beeks, Jalen Beeks, Nathan Nivaldi, one for one. Dumbest trade if you're the Rays. Jalen Beeks has shown he's, he's not there yet. Um, and I guess they think he can work it out. I don't know. The three starts, including the one he had in Tampa, um, not good. So... I don't think he's garbage. I think he'll be fine. But, you know, for a guy like Nathan Evaldi, and, and Cora came out and said that, you know, other guys texted him and brought news in that, well, you know what? The, the league is going to be – you guys jumped on him, basically. Like, oh, we were going to we were gonna inquire about him. We liked him a lot. We wanted to get him. Apparently, the Red Sox got an edge on this guy. But Nathan Evaldi, except for one bad start, this guy's been pretty damn good all year for the race. 
And so don't look at the record. He's four and four, I think, after this win today. First start with the Red Sox goes seven shutout innings, four hits, no walks, five strikeouts. Phenomenal, phenomenal outing coming in. I know it was against the Twins, but the Twins aren't that bad. They're supposed to be good. So I give a little bit of credit to that roster as well. But Evaldi comes in, does what he's supposed to do, gets shutouts, and now his next start is against the Yankees. He's play, he's pitching in this four game set. So that'll be a big test for him and see how he does in his first taste of. The Red Sox Yankees side of it. Obviously, he's faced the Yankees before, but um, and he's been he's coming from being in the division. But now he's got to do it in a Red Sox uniform. Press conference said all the right things. Wants to be here. Couldn't think of a better place to be. Obviously, you're in first place in the league. Of course, you can't think of a better place to be. But I'll let that slide because you did well today, Nathan. Um, I, I look at what this looks into and goes. Okay, you assured me that now you trust your rotation. Now it becomes a. Do you use a low-name starter to follow into the bullpen situation? Brian Johnson's done it before. Um, as much as I'd love to see David Price fall into that situation, they'll never put him in the bullpen. But you have to look at what this team is doing. Depth, pitching-wise, they figured it out. That They're done. Chris Taylor's your number one. I'm not even convinced David Price is your number two. Um, Nathan Evaldi, Rick Porcello, that's four right there. That could be your, and then you figure out a fifth start if you want to use one of the playoffs. That's it. Everyone else now, you can rotate in the bullpen if you want to. You have Velasquez, you have Brian Johnson, you have these guys because you don't know what Erod's going to be if he comes back at all. Drew Pomerantz clearly doesn't want to pitch this year, so that's out of the question. Stephen Wright hasn't gotten back yet, so these guys that you were originally hoping to bank on now are not. So adding this Nathan Navaldi dude to the piece here is really going to help you guys, and as a team, and as an organization, and as a fan base for you guys too listening. But this guy helps kind of cog this down now you need to assure that on those nights that they're not pitching while you have a bullpen to share it up so i wouldn't hate the brag ziegler thing i saw that out there um i wouldn't hate you know other options as well but you also have to figure out what can this red sox team afford and that's the biggest thing um evan drellick friend of the show wrote on nbc sports boston that the team is in threat of going over the luxury tax good do it I, I hate people who write these articles, and, and I'm not blaming Evan for this because it's his job, who sit here and go, oh, well, the Red Sox aren't sure. Like, Do they really want to go over? Of course they want to go over. You have to go over the luxury tax for a winning team. And it seems like they're starting to think about being willing to pay for it because like right now they're pretty close to it. If they make a move, they're going to go over the luxury tax. So I, I think they're understanding that they need to start paying for a winning team, paying for a team that can win a World Series, you have to be able to pay to go the extra mile. And that's why big market teams have always had success against versus small market teams. That's why the A's can never get out of their own way, even though they're red, red hot right now. They probably but they might make the playoffs. Small market teams have trouble because these big market teams can afford to pay the luxury tax and bring on these extra talents where the A's cannot, and those kind of guys cannot do it. So you look at a situation now with the deadline, how much over are they willing to go? What position do they need to get to to make sure that they're going to have success? And then overall, just go through the process and make sure they can still keep this team cohesive. So that's the biggest thing for Dombrowski coming into this week is what can this team do to make sure that they are in the hunt in October, which they will be, but then they also need to make sure that they are in the hunt to be successful, and actually lined up to win what is now going to be a challenging off um, postseason because you have to worry about the Yankees. So you come into the situation now, I think overall, you really have to get a feel for 
what you're looking to accomplish, where you're getting, where you're heading, and then you have to stop it before it really kind of bites you in the butt. And that's what Dave Dombrowski's situation is. Of course, you're listening to Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media. Jared Scali here alone this week. And of course, our show this week is brought to you by our good friends at Hims. Guys, is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards on you? Any bald spots popping up? The thing is, hairlines, hair loss really isn't even noticed until it's already way too late to figure it out. Do you want that bald spot to go away? So the solution for this is 4hims.com. It's a one-stop shop, guys, for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Hims is a site that's going to help you guys out, and you're going to catch the hair loss before it even happens. You want to make sure that you're going to be able to have it, and it's a great, great product. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oils, none of that crap. Prescription solutions backed by science only. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 It's super easy. All you gotta do is answer a few questions. Doctor will review and prescribe to exactly the product that you need. And guys, you know what? It's a phenomenal product. It works. Um, I know a friend of mine. I don't has used it, and he. I told him about what was going on to him. He checked it out, and guys, his bald spots, his hairline, it's back to normal. All you got to do right now, because this is a huge deal, and we want to make sure you can try it out. My listeners get a free trial month of Hims for just five dollars today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details. It's a full trial month. This would be cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash socks. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash socks. Forhims.com slash socks. All right, let's jump into next topic here. And this speaks to what, you know, what this team is about. I want to look ahead here. You know, Nathan Navaldi, great move. I love the move. It's a ballsy move to go get a starter, but it's also a nice move because it didn't cost you too much. I mean, Jalen Beeks is one of the better players you had left, but... Guys, you don't even have a top 100 prospect in baseball right now because of what Dombrowski has done to this farm system. So I don't look at it as a problem. I just look at it as a you got to deal with it and you need to win now rather than later. But you look at what is coming up this week. I want to talk about this upcoming Yankee series because you look at what's going on on Thursday to Sunday and you look and see, okay, we need to figure out the problem of David Price versus the Yankees. David Price is pitching against the Yankees, guys. So, uh, looking at the matchups Thursday, should be a studly one. Uh, Severino versus Sale. All these games are at Fenway. Friday, you have Sabathia taking on Porcello. Saturday, uh, Nathan Valdi makes his second start going against J.A. Happ. So, that, that's an interesting one to me because J.A. Happ, who was just traded from the Baltimore um, not Baltimore, excuse me, from the Toronto Blue Jays over to the Yankees, um, now is going up against Nathan Valdi, who was traded to the Red Sox from the Rays. So AL East has been shuffling around a lot this week, uh, this last couple weeks, and it's crazy how it's working because not a lot of the teams are willing to trade inter- interdivision like this. But J.A. Happ, I'm not afraid of. It's If you don't know, it's the guy that Mookie Betts is the one that hit the homer, the grand slam, it's time to party. It was off of J-Hap. I'm not worried about J-Hap. So that would be an interesting um, matchup for me on Saturday. That game's at 4.05. And then Sunday's the one I want to talk about. Because you have to look at this matchup. It's David. Um, you're looking up David Price's pitching in this game um, versus... Uh, I don't think the Yankees have announced it yet. But we know that David Price, because the team Red Sox already told us this, 
He is pitching Sunday night baseball at home against the Yankees. It's it's put up or shut up time here, I think, at this point for David Price because you look at what he did um, against the Yankees in that last start. It was atrocious. I don't even need to talk about the numbers. I was just about to pull him up. Don't need to do that. Crapped on him. He was talking about all week about how he's been pitching well. He would, maybe he wouldn't show up to Sunday night because of Fortnite. That start was god-awful. He couldn't get out of his own way. The Yankees were teeing off on the guy, and now he has to go do it again. One, I heard a lot. I've heard a lot since we found out about this rotation order, about, oh, why would the Red Sox do this? They could have matched him out. They could have pushed him off a day. They could have pushed him back a day early. And out of all these starts, and no, 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 no. You need him to pitch out of this. If you want him to be helpful in the postseason, if you want him to help you, you need him to pitch out of this issue against the Yankees. Because, guys, before a Red Sox uniform was ever put on David Price, he's had stud numbers against the Yankees. He's a good pitcher against the Yankees until he put the Red Sox uniform on. So it's not that he hates pitching in New York. It's not that he's just afraid of the pinstripes. It's just that he's being a, he just can't figure it out because he's a Red Sox now, which, again, is the biggest problem people have with him. He hates it here. But I applaud the Red Sox. I applaud Alex Cora for what he's doing and letting David Price pitch next week. Because if you, as a team, are want to win a World Series, if you, not even as a fan, but as, as Alex Cora, as a manager, if you think of your team as a contender, you better because you're the best team in baseball by far. You need to figure out David Price, and David Price needs to be good to win a World Series. He has to be that guy. He has to be the David Price that built a name for himself, gives him all the nicknames for success or whatever it may be. He has to be good. And that's going to be a situation where he's probably going to have to pitch against the Yankees in the postseason. He's going to have to overcome his postseason deficits and his postseason struggles. He has to figure it out. Let him pitch against the Yankees. Worst case, he sucks and whatever, but that's not the point. He needs to go up there and show us that he can do it. He needs to go up there and show his manager he can do it. And Alex Cora letting him pitch shows to David Price, dude, I trust you. For one, that's a nice relationship to have. Apparently, they have a good one. But also, dude, you need to figure it out. Like, I'm not going to sit you. I'm not going to hide you from your problems like John Farrell did. I'm not going to push you aside and let someone else do your job for you. Your job is to be our number two and be okay with pitching in the spotlight Sunday night baseball against the hated rival Yankees at home. This is your job. This is what you are paying paid a crap ton of money to do that no one thinks you deserve. Go and do it. Go and prove us wrong. And that is what the Red Sox are hoping for on Sunday Night Baseball. Look, I'm not the biggest David Price supporter anymore. I I was really hoping for it coming into the year. But at this point, I'm kind of hoping he just pitches well so he can win. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. That's also a problem because the money's too good here for him to opt out and go anywhere else. I don't think he hates it that badly here, guys. As people are saying, oh, he'll leave like $80 million on the table to go nowhere. To go somewhere else? No, guys, he's not that stupid. He won't get anywhere close to what he's getting paid right now if he opts out and goes somewhere else. So that's not going to happen. You're stuck with him. Why not root for him? Why not hope he does well? Let him pitch well. Let him Because, guys, John Lackey's a great example. If David Price pitches well like John Lackey did in 2013, is anyone going to remember the, the John Lackey that, or the David Price that talks about Fortnite or talks about being a rubber duck in the water or, or talks bad to Eck on a team plane? No. Same thing with John Lackey. Guys, don't forget John Lackey was part of the chicken and beer crew, all this stuff. He was hurt all the time. No one wanted him on the field. Had a crappy attitude. What did he do in 2013? Came back and helped you in a World Series. Was a lockdown, lights-out starter for you in the postseason, throughout the season. And now all we remember about John Lackey's time in Boston was that World Series season, the way he 
carried himself, the way he was successful. It's just the way he did it. And that is why he is able to forget about that stuff. That's what David Price wants. And that's what we're all hoping for as fans that you have to hope for is David Price helps you win, and then it'll, and then if he, if he helps you win, you're going to forget about everything else he's gone through, and simple enough, just worry about David Price, the World Series champion, David Price, the postseason stud. If you want to ever call, if he ever calls, gets called that, I don't know. But the way I look at this David Price situation is simple: he has to go out there and shut it down because this team is too good for him not to be successful. And I think when you're looking at it from a team perspective. I can't say it as far as, oh, well, the team only goes as David Price goes because that's not true. But you, as a team, you have to hope that David Price comes to form and he needs to start by Sunday night going against the Yankees and, and pitching well. So that's the way the week is going to shape up. And l- let's dive into the week before we get out of here because I think you guys have listened to me ramble enough here um, about what the Red Sox need to do and not to do and things like that. you got two against Philly to end July, and then you have that board game series I'm talking about against the Yankees, uh, and it will be Price Tanaka. I apologize. I knew that ahead of time. So Price Tanaka will be your Sunday night matchup. Even more reason to beat him on ESPN at home. Two against the Phillies. Let's start there. Price is going to get a start against the Phillies again on Sunday night on, on ESPN on primetime baseball. against Nola Pomeranz starts against Arietta. You're splitting that series. Price wins this game. Pomeranz loses because he sucks right now, and Arietta's been pitching well. Um, you could lose both, honestly, because Phillies are playing phenomenal baseball right now, but I think you split them just because of the way you've been playing as well. So you take a one-on-one record for the week going into the Yankees series. Four games, like I said, Thursday through th- Sunday, I gave you the pitching matchups. I think you split here, guys. I, I think the way the Yankees are coming into this series, they know this is put up or shut up time because you could easily go into the series right now. If everything stood, you'd be going into that series five and a half games up on the Yankees for the division. If you lose, if you win three out of four games, you're picking up a couple games now. Now it's now you're picking up a game or two, and now the Yankees are six, seven and a half games out of it. Don't they shut down at that point, guys? It's already August, right? August, September, season's over. You're in the playoffs. Seven and a half games is a long way to wait, a long way to come back from against a team like the Red Sox who are playing with high confidence and playing crap competition. Because after that Yankee series, it's Toronto, it's Baltimore for four games. It's uh, You play Philly game, which is okay. You play Tampa. You play Cleveland, who you're better than. You play Tampa. You play the Marlins. You play the White Sox. The only two good teams you're playing all month are the Yankees um, and the Phillies. And Cleveland's always giving you problems. So I'll give you that series. The rest of this month is trash, guys. So you could easily be up seven, eight games on the Yankees by the time September even comes around. At that point, if anyone thinks they're going to collapse, they're not going to because this team is too good. I think the way this, this week's going to shape up, you, you, you split with the Yankees, you split with Philly. I know it's a conservative take, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think you end up going three and three on the week right one two three yep you're gonna go three and three on the week simple math apologize um and and you have you have an okay week but i think you're gonna miss devers i think missing devers is gonna be huge because you don't have anybody to really rein in on what he's been doing and i think that is gonna be what is really gonna kind of wiggle down to this week of you know what maybe we just don't have it this week just because of the, the fact that you have to really be able to come in here and do well without a guy who's going to help you, kind of the depth piece of it. I think Devers isn't like the key cog, but he's a big-time player for this team, and you have to realize that, you know what, maybe 
this might be a down week, but I don't think you lose that much ground if any to the Yankees. So I think this be, you're lucky you're playing them. I think you split, and then you go from there. So I think that'll be the biggest reason for, you know, why this team is is really making sure that they have to figure it out. They need to they need to really kind of come together here, and I think the deadline's going to be huge. So prediction three and three for the week. I think the Red Sox walk into August with a new reliever. Can't tell you who. I wouldn't hate Brad Ziegler as an option. Um, but I think that's going to be my prediction for the week. We'll see how it comes out on the other side of the week because, you know what, we'll come back and the deadline will be gone and we'll be able to talk about what happened, what the Red Sox did or did not do. Jess should be back next week as well. Uh, but I think that's going to be something to keep an eye out. So, look, Red Sox made some moves. Nathan is a good one, it looks like, so far. Red Sox have some pieces to go, and, and the biggest news of the week is, of course, that your third baseman, Rahil Devers, has gone to the DL for 10 days. Let's see what comes out of it. But you know what? For now, we'll leave it there for the week. Um, big shout-out to Chuck Dietz, of course, for the intro song. As always, the big guy kills it. And uh, we'll get out of here. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox CLNS. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Please, 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 and thank you. We ask you every week. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. It's got coming out of the wire, guys. We're about to hit August. Rolling around to my wedding week. 20 days away, baby. We're getting married. And look, this team is going to be in the hunt. This team's going for a World Series, and we're going to help you along the way. So don't forget to subscribe that button. Get all of our opinions and takes throughout the weeks we go on. I'll be back next week. Hopefully, just should be just shouldn't be a problem. Um, until then, we'll talk to you next week. Hope you enjoy this Red Sox Beat podcast here on CLNS Media. Talk to you later.